This is a HeadGum Original. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. what i did to piss you off <laughs> did you like that i loved that i actually really loved it and i needed to hear it yeah and i had to have a little dance break <laughs> during it um yeah but you're welcome to anybody watching at home yeah you could be watching these on youtube still we're still recording yeah. the zooms and uploading these as a video podcast if interested that's true if pinterested uh, and it is Pinteresting. That was Eric from Vancouver. And as far as plugs go, my band, Bad Magic, just put out a Halloween-themed single-slash-music video called Devilish Ways. Uh, Sweet. I wrote, recorded, mixed, mastered, filmed, and edited the whole thing in less than three weeks. Wow. Good job. Filmed? Yeah. Was it a music video? Maybe. Eric from Vancouver, Canada. Hope to see you guys live again someday. There you have it. All right. I love it. Eric with a C. Not quite as cool as Eric with a K, huh? <laughs> but I don't know. Eric. Nobody's perfect. Way. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> I actually really like the name Eric. Either way. Either way, I think they're good. Really? Eric uh, Hurwitz. What do you think of that? Uh, for either my son or me, Eric. <laughs> well, for you, it's too late. You don't get to decide that. Yeah. You'd have to... I could, You'd have legally to legally change it, my name. You'd have to give it to the to the next generation, Eric or Erica uh -huh. or something Eric related. Right. Yeah. I could give it to one of my children for for sure, but I could also have them call me that instead of dad. Because that's kind of like a given name. Eric. You know, dad, daddy, yeah. dada, or Eric. <laughs> they won't call you Eric. Eric's an interesting one because like, I get thinking Eric is fine, but, like, as a new parent, mm. you can choose anything in the world to to make right. a list and narrow it down all the way to this one ultimate name and land on Eric. Who's doing yeah. that? <laughs> well, it's an old world name. It's one. I feel like it's one of the oldest names, yeah. isn't it? And it's, okay. I don't think it's biblical, so maybe there's that. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. if you want to go non-Bible, old name, maybe right. Eric is the goat. Yeah, Eric's pretty, it's a strong name. Also, I think it's probably a family name at this point. Yeah, like you know? my great-grandfather's name was Eric. So Eric, you get yeah. It, yeah. Sir Eric, and now you're, you're little Eric, Eric Jr. Who's Eric the most the famous? Fifth. Who's the most famous Eric? Um, My, okay, Prince Eric from The, from the Little Mermaid. Okay, that's pretty um, good. Eric Dyer, uh, defender for the Tottenham Hotspur. No way, he's um, the most famous. He was on the World Cup team. Didn't play much, but he did make the cup. He's made a few mistakes this season, but ultimately <laughs> he's a good player. Yeah. Um, he's one of my favorites. I really love Eric Dyer. Prince Eric, anyway. did you say? Was that your first one? 
I think that Prince is in Little Little Mermaid uh, name was Eric. Also, Prince Eric is what I call Eric Dyer, my favorite uh, Spurs player. Yeah. Prince Eric is also what you call your little dick. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I actually have a huge to normal size cock. Maybe a little small for some, but just right for me. Asshole. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Actually, speaking of shrinkage, how were your polar plunges? Uh, they were great. They were great. Uh, each each unique in their own way and a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So we um, were talking about this pre-New Year's that you had two yeah. polar plunges planned. That's correct. And then during the course of the week, there was some sort of polar vortex happening in the mm. East Coast. It was quite cold. So two i think we talked about my sister sarah invited me to the the polar plunge in new haven yeah um and then pat castles invited me to the polar plunge in coney island right um what i did not know is that sarah was not inviting me to a sanctioned polar plunge she was just inviting me to jump in the ocean got it so that was not with anyone. She was just like, let's do it the day after Christmas. So when I found that out, that we could go anywhere, um, I texted my cousin Scott, who lives uh, in like on the shoreline in Connecticut in Bridgeport. And I was uh -huh. like, let's, do you want to do this too? My buddy Nate lives there. He actually does the polar plunge every Sunday all through the winter. He Wow multiple times a year, did it twice that day that we did it. He went back in the afternoon. Oh my gosh. He's like yeah. he's he's addicted to the plunge. It's a lifestyle. And I've and I've found that I found that out. But that first day, so we went me, Micah, Sarah, Nate, and my cousin Scott. Um, drove out, met at Scott's house. Um any second was, guessings, like when it was like twenty two degrees and you're like in a jacket, you're like, Maybe we shouldn't do this. I was looking at like so I think the day before Christmas it it was that crazy polar vortex and it got down to like eight degrees. And I went outside and it was so cold and I was like, this is going to be awful. But I yeah. saw that like by Monday it was going to be up to like 28 degrees. <laughs> so I was like that, well, maybe that'll feel warmer. Right. Um, so I, I wasn't, I wasn't ever going to back out, but I was like, this is going to be really cold. Yeah. And then we got out of the car. We, we drove there with the heat on. It was like 80 degrees <laughs> in my car and we had our jackets on. Oh, interesting. So Is that like a technique? You're there. trying to like steam yourself so that the cold feels refreshing. I don't know if it's a technique. It was our <laughs> technique for that day. Yeah. And then uh, we got, we pulled up to the beach and it was like, the tide pools were frozen solid. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is this is going to be really, really fucking cold. Because it hadn't been above 30, above freezing in days. Yeah. So everything was frozen. Right. But I made the mistake um, of taking my shoes and socks and sweatpants off at the car and walking down to the beach. Because like Which that's is, just what you yeah. do when you go to the beach, <laughs> right. but not when it's this cold. Yeah. So by the time we're standing near the shore, I'm like, I've moved off the ice. I'm standing on the sand, but it is my, I feel like I'm starting to lose feeling in my toes. It's so cold. Are you shivering? And, like ch teeth chattering? No, I, the adrenaline is pumping and I'm, I'm acutely aware of how cold my feet are, uh -huh. but that's it. And I'm kind of thinking like, let's go, let's get this over with. <laughs> and I'm like, is it time? Is it time? And then, and then we just walked in and it just was really cold. Yeah. Just walked in nice and steady. Um, it was very cold, but I was, I was definitely fixated on my feet because they had been cold before <laughs> we went in. They're the first things to hit the water. Yeah. So it was like pins and needles feeling almost like. Pain. knives stabbing my feet, yeah. <laughs> pain in my feet but the water was like 40 it was 25 degrees out but it was like the water was 45 degrees right so it didn't it felt i mean it felt very cold but it didn't feel like i was hurting myself aside from my feet <laughs> and i couldn't really feel anything except for the pain in my feet so numb so go, but then pain in feet yeah did you leave the we car running in. yeah car was still running it was like you know 50 yards away it was really close it was a small beach. I think it was actually uh -huh. called Small Beach. Um, and Nate does this all the time. He showed up with like big duck boots with the laces taken out, wearing like <laughs> a jacket, his beanie. Like he, he had the technique he was a pro. down. He's wearing, yeah, he's wearing the boots on the beach. And I realized when I saw him, I was like, I should have done that. Uh, and he was trying to stay in for five minutes. 
And what about you? The rest of my family, we were just, we just went, I think we ended up staying in for like, from the moment our feet hit the water to when we got out, it was like a minute and 20 seconds. Okay, pretty long for frozen water plus frozen air. And then is there any relief when you walk yeah. out or is it still just really cold? Um, That was the interesting thing. It was <laughs> really bad when we walked out because the water was a little bit warmer than the air and outside it was kind of like 25 and a little windy. Right. So um, I was like shivering, frozen to my core. My feet were had lost all feeling and I was kind no. of like walking back to the car and I was walking on the asphalt, like walking on the road. <laughs> and it felt like I was walking on a cloud, like slippers. And I was like, I know this doesn't feel like this. And right. I, that's, that's just like how I knew that uh, my feet had lost all feeling. Like I also could dunked have cut under, your feet and not feel it, felt anything. Yeah. I, I dunked under three times I did or t four times. I like dunked under twice just like to feel it. And mm -hmm. then on my way back in, I had like a, a rush and I went under again and again. And the, the, the last time I came up, I had like, I had like tunnel vision. I couldn't really, uh, I was like, oh my God. Um, so were you ever scared or you like kind of like pounding kind of crazy? No, it was awesome. I've like felt really invigorated and alive afterwards. And we we're all like, hugging and taking selfies and it was it when you first got out of the water it didn't feel cold because i was just like so amped I and see. then i'm standing there like trying to like dry <laughs> my shoulders off but i didn't know if i should dry my feet or my shoulders and my feet were so cold and then i right. was like i need to get back to the car i'm gonna die um, and then and then scott was the car warm breakfast quesadillas and yeah, yeah car was warm <laughs> uh I, I couldn't feel my feet so sarah had to drive us back to scott's house cooked us breakfast and it was lovely it was really great when did you finally feel like back to normal i felt back i mean i i my feet i got feeling back in them over the next like two hours and then that afternoon i played squash with my brother and i broke a sweat and that was when i was like okay i'm like oh wow all of the effects of being cold are gone <laughs> and then the polar plunge in Coney Island was like the opposite of that. It was like not just a quaint thing where we pulled up to the beach with some loved ones and walked in. It was like we drove to, first of all, I was, I, I got, I partied on New Year's and I was so hungover. <laughs> I threw up in the morning and I was like, I really wanted to back out. Um, but like the night before in my drunken stupor, I had convinced like four other people to go. So, so I was now like carpooling with people. I couldn't drive. Like I went to jail and I was like, can you please drive? I, and what she was is like, this? like eight in the morning. We left at 11. I was so hungover. I was so hungover. I was so ill. I like, I couldn't Jill. Um, was downstairs making us breakfast and the smell of uh, browning butter made me throw up and I couldn't eat. She so got me coffee and that, I couldn't drink it. How did you drive half an hour to Brooklyn or deep, deep, whatever it is to yeah, go to Coney, Coney Island. Island? Yeah. I mean, twice Jill pulled over because I thought I was going to have to throw up. <laughs> um, I kept on just like covering my eyes and saying, oh my God. <laughs> I was like... The kind of hangover where I like couldn't even like be jovial or entertaining about it. This is just I yesterday. So, I just felt we're recording so this on yeah, Monday. Yesterday. This was Sunday. Yeah, this was Sunday. <laughs> um, and I was like, I, I didn't, I couldn't feel nervous or excited about the polar plunge. I was full of regret because I was like, I imagined myself like running in and feeling really good and like right, being like, wow, that was a hangover cure. Now I have to do that whenever yeah. I'm sick. So I'm like, so I'm so miserable going there. But then, and then we like drop people off. We parked the car. We couldn't, no, all of the lots are full. There's like a line around the corner of people <laughs> who've like registered for the polar plunge and you get like a free t-shirt and stuff. There's thousands of people there. It's a, it's a full on carnival. It's at Coney Island with like the cyclone and all that shit with the boardwalk and Nathan's. Um, there's like, it's, it's a party. There's like a live band. There's a and DJ, you still feel there's sick. people in costumes. By the time we got through, I had eaten half of the sandwich that Jill had made. And I was like starting to feel a little bit better. And like, we, I, we were there with Amanda, uh, Pat Castles, Vinny, Hannah, Amanda's girl or, uh, fiance Kim. And, um, and 
uh, Micah, Micah's girlfriend, Jill, and one of her friends. So it was like a big crew. And I was starting to feel like being around people, I was like, you know, this is, this is yeah. fine. My, my brain is still feeling very, very slow and I'm feeling ill. Um, was anybody I else as hungover as you? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I ate half the sandwich and then I was feeling a little better, but I had to stop because I thought I could, I might throw up. We get through registration and then I'm starting to feel pretty good. And then by the time we get to the beach, I finish the sandwich. Oh. When I take off my shirt, I'm feeling yeah. I'm feeling like <laughs> excited again. This yeah. is the hangover cure in action. Uh-huh. It's it's pretty warm. It's like 50 degrees and sunny. Jill wasn't even in a jacket. I was just Got there it. in a hoodie. Yeah. Um, but the water is as is basically the same temperature as the first plunge. So like 44 degrees. But it feels colder because it's colder than the air. Yeah, it's colder than the air. But at the same time, the air was like so warm that like it really felt perfectly fine to be there even in a t-shirt. Oh, wow. Um, and then, and then we all like, like we even like hung out on the, it wasn't like before where we like, as soon as we were on the beach, we needed to get in the water and get back in the car. We were like hanging out on the beach being like, when should we go? Is it time? Right. Some jumping jacks. Uh, and then we all ran in and I like went back in. It felt so good. So you so were, that was the first one prepared you. Cause it was below freezing in, in and yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could I, see like, it might've been a miserable experience if it was 25 and everyone was on the beach, but it was, it was like a day you could have a picnic. Right. So it was, it really felt like a party in the sun. And the it water was actually was warming you. You didn't have to yeah. run to a warmed up car. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And was it indeed a hangover cure? I, I felt completely fine afterwards, a hundred percent cured. And then I got sick again on the car ride back. Got but, it. Cause that was, that was sort of just in car instant, related. Yeah, it, at the very least, it felt like the hangover cure I was hoping for. Interesting. Do you think and that I'm converted? I'm going to do it again and again this winter. Uh, oh, you're going to do it like weekly? Um, I don't think I can get to the beach every week, but I'll do it every month. Wow. That's a guarantee. That is a guarantee because I'm going to go surfing every month. So I'll at least get in the ocean. And if it's, and I think I will also um, run into my bathing suit and do the cold plunge. Would you do it in the snow? If um, it's snowing on the beach. Yeah, that sounds like a lovely time to do it. I've already done it when it was 25. So if it's like, <laughs> if it's, let's let's call it 30 and snowing. <laughs> that sounds really nice. A nice fluffy snow, the kind that's yeah. not totally sticking. Yeah, I I've would never, definitely do that. I don't think I've ever seen snow on the beach. Is that like a... I guess it's a very specific East Coast thing, but could, there could be snow where the sand is, right? I've never seen that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it happens all the time. <laughs> all right. I mean, I'm definitely not doing it, yeah. but it, it would make for great photos, I think, right? Like if you're like sort of in your underwear doing a yeah. snow angel on a beach. Yeah. If you want to, when you're in town at the end of January... If you want to go to the beach, you don't have to go in, but I'll do the polar plunge then. Oh, that's good. I'll bring a drone or something. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be perfect. We can go on TikTok live. I can't even do like a cold shower. It's too cold. Yeah. You don't like the cold. Don't like the cold. It's actually, it's 61 here now and I'm kind of freaking out. Right. I almost canceled this podcast recording. You're in a parka. (laughs) And it's 70 in my house, but just the fact that I can see something in the 60s, it's kind of, uh-huh, I, yeah. I, I'm also getting the numb feet thing, I think. It's eye-opening. <laughs> it's scary. Uh, all right. So I guess your unsolicited premature advice is uh, polar plunges are good. Yeah, I love it. I'm a convert. Uh, all right. Let's take a break. Thanks some sponsors. Come back and answer some questions after these massages. Right on. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's They have 24-7 award-winning customer support. They have very simple drag-and-drop technology. You can code. You can design mm-hmm. a professional-looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product. From Squarespace. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like... Interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. 
yeah, it's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move, you know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness, it's nah. a, It's an anti-movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non-movement that's movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement uh, seems I'll like it should be. I'll have to check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's more fitness, of a fitness <laughs> Yeah, it's more of a fitness <laughs> nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And we're back. Uh, okay, your, your unsolicited was indeed the polar plunge, right? That's correct. You're That's recommending it. Correct. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's great. Um, did it feel, did it have any carryover effects or is it more like a, a rush of natural adrenaline? I don't know. I feel like I'm sure, sh- I'm sure you could find stuff online that says that it, there's a lot of health benefits and I bet there's a lot of people online that would say that it's really bad for you too. I don't know. Um, for me, it was all about the rush effects, the immediate aftermath that, endorphin dump that feeling like i'm the king of the world and i mean i'm still happy when i think about it so that's a good enough effect for me (laughs) yeah even a temporary adrenaline is good right because you you rarely get that in a normal life totally i'm a seeker uh all right questions answers i have question i want to know what your ass did for new year's um Uh, like which parties did you go to which clubs did you attend what festivals we what did a rave, did you a day rave yeah. at Redondo Beach that sort of blended nice. into a night rave. That was that 48-hour party, right? Yeah, it was a silent tiki disco. Actually, <laughs> they I gave I, you a Viking funeral. <laughs> I, I did go out, though I didn't want to because it was the rainiest night in years in L.A. There was like pouring rain to the point where there were like power outages all around town. Oh, my God. Oh my God. So it was just like pouring rain. Cars were like hydroplaning, puddles everywhere. Like you couldn't drive more than 40 miles per hour. And then people were throwing parties. One that we arrived to that didn't have electricity. So we didn't even park and we just left right away. Then there was another one that didn't have electricity, but everyone used their iPhone flashlight to kind of illuminate the room enough to hang out and see one another. Wild. Uh, But it was still a, a, a relatively tame evening where I, Went out, saw some people, friend of the podcast, George Basil included, uh, nice. but was back home by midnight. Definitely back home to see the ball drop. You saw the ball drop at your house. Yeah. Well, the, you know, the replay, the, the midnight version for LA. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. But you were home pre midnight. Yes. Home pre midnight. Again, pouring awesome. rain, scary cars, no parking, no electricity. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, terrified to be outside and did you so you you didn't like lyft or uber you uh you were designated driver yeah i was gonna go there i'm like i'm not i'm not drinking a lot tonight it's just it's just terrible it's cold it's wet i can hardly even like Mm -hmm. walk to my car without getting soaked i wasn't about to like go go ham yeah did you dress up or were you wearing like that hoodie 
I was wearing that hoodie, but with a uh, rain jacket over it. Because again, thick, heavy yeah. plumes. Of, right. Yeah, scary rain. <laughs> scary rain. Yeah, it wasn't you even nice such rain. A baby, it was, man. It was dark, LA. dark and You're cold just, rain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. The, a no traffic light based rain. You know, it was freezing and rainy here at night. That didn't even come up for me. It didn't even really? factor. That's cool. No. Well, you didn't have to drive anywhere. I took an Uber to dinner. And I took an Uber to Mike's house. Was so, it yeah. crazy? Was was Uber surging? No, no. It was normal. Yeah, it was nothing. I it was, was normal. I was thinking, like, remember, like, in 2008, like, when midnight happened, you used to get all these texts from people. Happy New Year's. Like, oh, everybody's texting me. I didn't get any texts this year. Yeah. I feel like social media kind of, like, eliminated the need to text people. Now it's just like, I'll post about right. it on fucking my story and right. you can see it at your leisure. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of true. I I wonder too, like, I, I think I, at, at least at midnight, I made more of a uh, decision to be like in the moment in, in our um, party rather than like texting people or videoing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been rejecting the phone a bit more recently and it feels good. It feels right for me. I saw another guy with a tiny phone that like small phone that doesn't have any apps on it. Just like text oh, the light calls. phone yeah yeah still thinking are you willing <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm not willing to like go through the hassle of switching my phone I, if i could snap my fingers and test out a light phone i definitely i would yeah. be happy to do it for like a month and be like let's see what happens but you i don't almost need like, it order as a, a phone transfer my content yeah yeah it whole it sounds like something I I have to try when like every single other aspect of my life is settled. But I have like I got errands to run today. Got to yeah. go pick things up at the post office. Got I need to be on Snapchat like, for that. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely I'm trying need to, to be on Twitter. I'm trying to be on my phone less in lines. I think that's I don't know why because it's like a line is kind of the best time to use your phone. Yeah, but I just don't want to like move through a line like a zombie just looking down kind of shuffling forward as other people do yeah i mean um, that that is a lot of it it's just like you're in a line of like 13 and you're just like all right i'm gonna be present god this yeah. sucks i'm gonna look at my phone right you look <laughs> at it when you're much. bored and yeah and then you start being bored in in situations where you shouldn't necessarily be bored like oh i'm sitting in this room with someone i love but right. i'll look at my phone I'm it's a, a slow bored. time yeah in this movie right. so i guess i might as well check right. my phone i mean it's a slow time yeah. in the movie <laughs> it's a slow time in the oh i watched the godfather last night Did for I tell the first you this? time ever that you'll I, yeah, actually, so when I had when I had COVID, shout out to you, I yeah. was I watched The Godfather for the first time. Never seen it. Mm -hmm. um, watched it technically or not technically not with Jillian, but she was watching on an iPad downstairs, and I was watching upstairs in the TV room. Oh, I um, see. Like a and I loved date it. night. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. It's actually then, pretty good. Yeah, people were saying uh, two is even better, and oh, I watched wow. two last night. And I thought it was really good. I didn't think it was better, but I thought it was really good. Yeah. And then I hear not great things about three. Yeah. I probably, I wonder if I'll even see three. I guess maybe I will because I'm like mildly curious, but it feels good to have seen one and two. Yeah. I wonder what other classics are out there that you just haven't ever checked out. This is you and I should do a movie podcast where we just watch. The, oh yeah, didn't we talk about this once? Where we watch like the hundred best movies of all time or something? Yeah, all these movies that we haven't seen. Uh, yeah, I wonder if there's any podcast where people watch movies. It feels like it's kind of un uncharted, untapped. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, there were no advice shows when we started this one. So yeah, we're actually grandfathered into any idea that we spin this off into. Technically, our movie right. podcast will have started on 2013. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of questions, this is one from uh, a freaking guy at in college, if you can think about it, if you can believe it. And I believe it's a British college. Nice. Why don't we call this guy Eric? Love it. Uh, I'm writing you in dire need because I'm currently in a lukewarm... Eric Dyer. Yeah. Eric Dyer says he's in dire need because he's currently in a lukewarm pursuit of an absolute dime piece. The story begins okay. at the start of my college's current semester when I entered my English class and noticed 
Maybe this person isn't from England. I just saw English class. When I entered my English yeah, class, I noticed a strapping young female classmate. In England, do they take English class? Or is that just an American yeah. thing? <laughs> right. I th it is weird that we just call it English. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have in England, math, they're not taking American science, classes. English. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning the language that I know and love. Uh, halfway through the semester, she came up to me after class and we began to chat. Next thing I know, we're getting hour-long lunches together after most classes and things are going swimmingly um after okay. several post-class meals i decided to ask if she wanted to go out sometime and uh, though i didn't call it a date i think my intentions were fairly clear she okay. said yes i got her number i was flying high but two hours before our scheduled meetup she texted me saying that she forgot her dorm had a mandatory drugs and alcohol class to go to so she couldn't go out anymore Cupid yanked the arrow right from under my heart, and I lost all hope. Did everything fall Jesus. apart after our date fell through? Do you think her new post-class meetups are her way of showing that she doesn't want to get lunch or talk to me anymore? Should I even continue my lukewarm pursuit, or am I just being paranoid? Help! Wait, the post-class the post meetup stopped at this point? Um... However, we haven't been able to get lunch because she's had to meet up with someone else after every class. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, a mandatory drug and alcohol class in the dorm feels like a legitimate excuse. But but at the beginning could, of relationships, she could be giving you the Jake fadeaway. She certainly one, could be giving you the Jake Jake fadeaway. Yeah, like one date being rescheduled is enough to completely derail this entire potential relationship mm -hmm. i think what it was i forget i had a formula for this it was like two dodge texts and a canceled plan or something two cancels two canceled plans <laughs> and a dodged text or something like that yeah so i think while she's i think you're allowed to uh now you have the number mm -hmm. she canceled on the date because of a of a mandatory class that she had to take i think you could say let's hey if you want to reschedule um that date or reschedule the drink reschedules like let me know or suggest maybe not let me know maybe suggest a time and yeah. see what happens and if she says no but doesn't give you a new time then yeah. it's over <laughs> it's hard because like you don't want to be the only like she says i can't make it and then you'd be like all right what about this time or it's like why do i always have to come up with like the rescheduled plan yeah but at the same time, like some people like to be pursued and she's like, well, you never asked to reschedule. So I wasn't interested in that right. either. You do have to sort of yeah, exactly. attempt to swing the bat if you want to get a hit. It's seemingly like, but yeah. if she keeps saying no, 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 then you have to like at one point realize, okay, I've struck out and I have to move on to my right. next at bat. The thing like taking it, taking this, this additional swing is not embarrassing. You like on paper, you were hanging out after class. Yeah. You asked her out. She said yes, canceled before, and you asked her out again. That's all super normal, and it's especially not embarrassing if she becomes your girlfriend, then you guys get married, okay? That right. can happen. Then it's like, I but, pursued her, and I finally got it, and now she's yeah. into me too. Or you can let this really petty thing eat you alive and be like, well, she canceled, so she never ever wants to see me again, right? It's like, yeah. that's not necessarily, that's that's a projection. So I feel like I used to be I like think, that, where I like would, yeah. I would never want to like be, I would never want to be like a pursuer to the point where I erred on the other side, where it's like, okay, she pushed one date, I'm gone, I'm never going to talk to her again, but I didn't embarrass myself, yeah. and that's that. Yeah, and... And I think ultimately you did embarrass yourself by not pursuing more by missing out on love. Yeah. But this person, you know, um, is like you said, hasn't embarrassed himself yet. So far there was just one attempt, yeah. one push. You can give another nudge. The thing is always, it's always the people that are, this is almost too self-aware. This is almost, uh, you swing too far to the other, other way, but like, it's always somebody that, has this level of inner monologue that uh that is doing the most normal thing 
So like, right. I really don't think that you can be like, oh man, I came on too strong because you're afraid to ask her out again after she said yes. So you shouldn't be. Right. You also, you're, you're so far from being the creepy person in a DM where it's like, hey, how's it going next week? Hello. Can you read these next week? Hello. What's going yeah. on? Why aren't you responding? You fucking bitch. I'm talking to you. Why aren't you saying anything? <laughs> You see those right. online, and you're like, I don't want to be that, but I think you're right at the polar opposite end of that. It sounds like you're not that. Yeah, you're currently not that, and even one more attempt to hang out would leave you very far away. Still from that not as well. that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if you like her, ask her out one more time, and if she says no, then you can think it's over. Two strikes and you're out. That's how it works. Yes. Although as a a rescheduled attempt is that a foul ball where you can just keep doing that or is that considered a strike i think at a certain point you have to take a hint if if you've asked her out like five times and she's like had a reason to decline <laughs> each one individually but hasn't had the courage to overall reject you i think that's you have to take some of that on yourself right but i think you can ask her out and be like are you free next thursday for whatever and then she says if she says no, mm -hmm. you could you could theoretically ask her out one more time. Wow. After that, we'll call That's... it three strikes. Yeah, and one foul tip. <laughs> yeah, but the first two foul tips are strikes. Right. The last the last one, <laughs> I think you can just be like, okay, like, so all right. So she, you ask her out, she says yes, then has to reschedule. You say, how about this date to reschedule? She mm -hmm. says no, and then you can say. I think what I would do in this situation, I would be like, okay, let me know if there's a time that works for you. I'm mm -hmm. around. And that's it. Because yeah, like you balls like... in your court. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm bad at fucking finding a time. So let me know and I'll right. make myself available. I don't know your schedule. So clearly yeah. I'm just, sh yeah, I'm, I'm finding my way in the dark and it's not working, babe. Yeah. Okay. But imagine if she's like, hey, can you do next Thursday at noon? And, and there was an alcohol and drugs thing at his dorm. He'd be like, yes, definitely. I, I'll yeah. fucking skip this right. meeting. I'll you just, not go to this funeral. Right, exactly. like, you're a priority exactly. <laughs> number one. <laughs> yeah. I love you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too early to say before our first date? <laughs> I'll be there. And I brought you a fucking necklace. How's that? <laughs> it's a promise, Rose. So promise to be with me, Rose. Uh, all right. Let us know. Follow up up. Although I oh, should okay. say this email is from 12 and a half years ago. So maybe they are already together with child. That'd be awesome. Let us know. Let us know how that. Yeah, for sure. Let us know. Uh, okay. Let's take another break. Answer some more questions after these massages. Yes, please. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. It's pretty simple. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, and then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It's perfect it's for all those subscriptions that you tried and then forgot about, but you're actually paying for and you don't even realize it, folks. I had, no joke, over a million dollars a month worth of subscriptions that I did not need. That's amazing. Did not That's need. That's amazing. That's so uh, much cash. I was buying 35 new houses a freaking month on yeah. the subscription box that I accidentally <laughs> subscribed to when I bark was high. Box. Yeah, bark yeah, box. Yeah, it came with the condos, yes. dozens of them a month. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me do a quick little audit. Rocket Money came in and they're like, by the way, you're spending a one and a half million dollars a month. We could probably just cancel this one. Yeah. Like, damn, and I could use that. I did. Incredible. Yes. Congrats. And you should use that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved them a total of $500 million. That's almost entirely me. $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Yeah. Most saving of it yours. the average member only $740 a year, which is not as much as the $1.5 million a month that I saved, but still a lot of money to some people. For sure. So if you're looking to save some cash, which who isn't, mm -hmm. uh, you can stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. There's something in your bank account that doesn't need to be there. Rocketmoney.com slash segments will find it and eliminate it. Whoa. Nice. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. Take control of your finances today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rocket Money. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery 
starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we're back. Um, yo, yo. All right. We got another question. This one's from a lady. Okay. Uh, interesting, interesting topic, which is the idea of, of an emotional fuckboy. Emotional fuckboy. Yeah. Okay. Let's call this lady Erica Dyer. That's really good. I started talking to this guy, uh, a 22-year-old girl living in uh, Massachusetts. I started talking to this guy, and from day one, it felt different. He put the kind of time, effort, and emotional intimacy into our conversations and dates that you don't come up with if you just have a hookup situation. Mm-hmm. He was open and emotional from the start, and it felt like we were dating. Although, of course, I never assumed this, but we were talking about his family. He asked about mine, regularly cooking for me, calling me randomly mm-hmm. to tell me things about his day. I don't know, sounds mm-hmm. like dating to me, but sure. Our physical and emotional chemistry were crazy, and he even introduced me to his friends on the second date. He obviously uh, had been telling them about me because he, they knew a few things about me. He texted me things like, I just saw a cute old couple holding hands and it made me emotional. The sex was unbelievably good. And he never (laughs) initiates a, what is this conversation? So I finally tell him I have feelings for him, which I thought were obvious to begin with. And he says, I really enjoy your company, but I'm not in a place to pursue things in that way. And I don't want to lead you on. (laughs) That's cuckoo. I feel very blindsided. My question is, was this all an act? It felt too real to be an act. I couldn't have made it up all in my head. Is this the new kind of player that I have found that gets very emotional? Why can't I take why take all the time and energy to do that? Or did he actually care about me and just freaked out? I didn't even ask for a relationship. My exact words were, I care about you and I care about whatever this is. Can you shed some light about whether this was an elaborate time-consuming act that I should look out for in the future? Are fuck boys evolving? Help me understand. Thank you so much. This guy is me to a uh, T in '93. This, it's it's me 15 years ago. It's <laughs> so is it an uh, act or he's just? It's a brain thing where he's literally convincing himself that he's in full-on love with somebody. Everyone's different, and and for some people, being emotional and having those connections is like that's them letting their guard down more than they're really comfortable with uh-huh. but some people are just instinctually uh vulnerable almost as a defense mechanism like me i am very very open when i meet somebody i like to connect on an emotional level versus instead of like a shallow one but often i'm doing that in my head with lots of different people and that can make people feel blindsided for <laughs> sure. Somebody that doesn't isn't used to someone that is like that. Yeah. Um, would you, if somebody, if you were doing that style of courtship, and then somebody's like, "I care about what this is," would it freak you out to the point of like, uh, "Never mind, I don't want to lead you on." Bye. Maybe when I was twenty two, and I didn't realize then that everybody wasn't like me. So, I think this person, this twenty two year old guy, has emotion has some maturing to do to realize that like when he's behaving like this he's sending a message to people which is something that i realized ultimately yeah so i you need you need to say this kind of thing up front because it is normal to be like oh if somebody cares about me this much that's the beginning of a relationship but some people are like this is just how i am with everybody i'm yeah. just <laughs> an open person and you'll introduce people to your family and friends that early on i can't even tell you how many girls my parents met so many it's not like a big step in your relationship mind. It's like, no. I'm finally going to introduce this person to my parents. It's like, right. no, we went on a date, had a sleepover once, and now you're meeting my mom for yeah. brunch on a whim. I used to show my grandfather girls I matched with on Tinder. <laughs> Who's that hoe? <laughs> <laughs> and that's you talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i just like i just like talking about romance and i like um 
I don't know. I I was very earnest in those uh, in those situations, and it was. <laughs> It was, it, I meant it all, but it just was fleeting. So that it wasn't dishonest. I just right. needed to learn who I was better to protect other people from me. It's not a lie if you believe it. Yeah. And I always did. So Every you... single first date that I went on, I was like, oh, I can marry this person. And then I would go home and <laughs> wake up and not think about them anymore. It was <laughs> not So it's like... almost like if it's in front of you, you're excited and emotional. And then when it's taken away, you're like... What's next? Yeah. Yeah. I was a puppy dog. And <laughs> everybody everybody that listened to the early episodes of this podcast knew 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 this stuff about me. You didn't have um, object permanence. Yeah. And I've matured. So this person will too. But I, I do think that they're not necessarily doing all this just to fuck with you. I think they're young. They don't know who they are either. But you're teaching them a valuable lesson by being like I thought you really liked me because you texted me when you saw an old couple. Yeah. That's like not a normal thing for me. So, so is the, maybe you can just explain to them how to communicate with you better. But like, do you want somebody who is feeling like that and thinking that to like, just, I'm not going to text this person that because it's leading them on. Or do you want them to be themselves and find someone that likes that and is ready to whatever? Yeah. I mean, those are, those are great questions to, to ask this person. <laughs> I think that you're allowed to have like follow-up conversations about this you know like if you're sleeping together you can be like this is what i'm getting from you if that's not what you want then we need to like talk about it yeah it's like when you go out on a few dates with someone and you're like i miss you but you don't want to say i miss you because that's like whoa mm -hmm. that's like really intense a serious yeah. thing to say after a few dates right would would you advise somebody to not text somebody i miss you if they genuinely miss them <laughs> Yeah, I think I would. I think I would. Right, which is weird because it's like not really the be yourself advice. Right. Be yourself. Yeah. But don't let don't let other people see yourself. I think you can yeah, be yourself within reason. Yes. <laughs> within reason. Of don't course. stop thinking I miss you. Yeah. Just stop saying right. I miss you. Yeah. I think you have to use contextual I don't know. Yeah, everything has context. So like you might be feeling that. Maybe it's yourself to say something like that, but maybe you know that this other person won't necessarily respond to it because they think and act <laughs> differently than you. Yeah. So maybe you wait and you think it in your head. Because that could freak somebody out. The I miss you text too early on or the I care about sure. you or the I saw an old couple holding hands and yeah. it made me think about what the future with you could be. Totally. But maybe you're hanging, like maybe you're, it's early in the relationship and you're having those sleepovers that like last until the afternoon and you're saying these things in person. Like I like spending time with you. This is so nice. And then you do feel confident enough to throw out and I miss you on week three and that could work. <laughs> it's all, it's all subjective, man. Right. Cause <laughs> what, if you're like, I miss you and the other person's like, I totally miss you too. And then you have a passionate romance that yeah. leads to a long marriage. That's also in play slash possible. There's truly no right answer. It's either the perfect thing to say, or it closes the door on what otherwise would have been a good relationship. Or maybe you say it and it's right in the moment, then you regret it. You're either fucked or, or you nailed it each time, every yeah. time you open your mouth. So... Just keep on keeping on, brother. <laughs> so basically, we don't really know what to say. This is our last also, show. Yes. This is over. Yes. I mean, you, you've told it's someone you love right, them always on wrong. drugs at a concert. Yes. And yes. it was too early, and they reciprocated, and then they were confused yes. when you broke it off. Why would you break and, it off with me? You said you loved me at the right. fucking film festival. And I, and I regretted it at the time, but now, with even more space, 10 years later... I think that's a fun part of my history that I enjoy. Yes. So even when you fuck up, it's good. It unless you fuck to... up really bad and then yeah. it's bad. Yeah, you don't wanna you don't wanna hurt others, of course. It's just right. part of your growing pains. And you didn't do anything wrong in the moment you did love that person. <laughs> what were you just not gonna say it? That would have been yeah. bad too. I love you. The oh, DJ told I'm on me to. Molly. He said, "Look at look at the person you're with in the eyes and tell them you love them." And I said it. I said it because fucking the oh god, what was the DJ's name? And where was it? Burning Man. It was that Burning Man. Yeah, that it doesn't Burning count. Man. Burning Man yeah. love is not real world love. Yeah, that's not yeah. how it goes.
It was for the night. <laughs> uh, all right. Good luck, lady. And right. good luck, all of you. Yes. And thanks to, thanks to all of you for listening to this episode. Sorry it was a little late, but, you know, it's a, technically a holiday today, so I hope you yeah. understand. Everybody knows how hungover I was yesterday now. Yeah, you weren't able to record. You were no. busy puking slash jumping into the ocean. That was not going to happen. That's right. And I saw rain, so we were all dealing with different levels of trauma. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Thanks for listening. We'll be back, of course, next week. And for more of us, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash JA. Right on. That one also never takes a break. Every Thursday, we're watching Jake and Amir videos, commenting on them, reminiscing, going down memory lane. Indeed. Uh, One more time, that theme song was Eric, uh, who has a Halloween-themed single-slash-music video called Devilish Ways that listeners can check out. So thank you, Eric. Thanks to you guys for listening. Yeah. And you can email us your own questions at ifireyoushow at gmail.com. Amazing. Ciao for now. Thank you. Yeah, picture yourself in a sticky situation. What the hell? You don't want to face it. What else can we do but turn to the internet For advice that's right because Everybody with a semi-successful schedule was a HeadGum original. Hey there, podcast listener. Good news. We're doing another HeadGum Happy Hour in New York City. Whoa, that's amazing news. Amir, why don't you tell the folks when and where it is? Okay, fine. It's Tuesday, May 7th at 7.30 p.m. at the Bell House. Okay, and why don't you tell everybody who the fucking hosts are? Yeah, that would be us. It would be, uh, we're hosting it. It's Jake and Amir. Okay, and how about this, you little piece of shit? Why don't you tell everybody who is going to be performing? Who is this show featuring? All right, I don't appreciate being called that, but it is featuring Charlie Bardet, Natalie Rodder, Leitman of Exploration And why Live. don't you tell them, excuse me, why don't you tell them who else it's featuring? Yeah, Millie Tamara's and Elise Morales of the Go Touch Grass podcast and some surprise guests as well. More, yes. And Mir, why don't you go ahead and close this out now? You say something like, thanks for listening. We'll see you at the yeah. show or something like that. Why don't you go ahead yeah. and do that? Okay, I will. It's, hmm? it's, Can uh, you do that? So go buy a ticket at headgum.com slash live, and we'll see you there. All right, bye.